0: Hey guys, Colin Kelly here from OTI Media. Welcome back to the Learning to Dad Show, the show that brings you on my journey as I head towards parenthood. On today's show, I'm joined by my good friend Ryan McDowell. We're going to talk through a number of interesting topics, including what's the one thing that you missed from your pre-parent life? And of course, you can hit me up in the comment section below this video and let me know what the thing is that you reminisce back about. Is it a thing that made it very, very simple? Is it a nice thing that you used to do? Let me know in the comment section below as to what you missed from pre-parent life and then help me to uh, be able to be ready for that change in my life. So let's get straight into the show and of course hit that subscribe button. Welcome in guys, welcome back to this edition. It is the fourth edition of the Learning to Dad Show, the show bringing you on my journey as I head here towards parenthood and uh, it's coming up very very quickly. You may hear it in my voice on today's show a little bit of a cold going on so I'm going to battle through, bring the entertainment your way and help myself. There is no no end in my quest to get this advice that i need to get before i become a parent so we're going to battle on i'm joined today by my good buddy ryan mcdowell and as you can see we're also joined by my cast of characters here behind which is growing on each edition of the show a lot of new teddies coming in here all around the place we have names for certain ones of them you know we have Paddington and trunks But there's a couple of them here that I need some names for, so maybe hit us up in the comments below. There's a couple of uh, kind of Australian or New Zealand acquaintances that have joined in. My parents were on on vacation, and uh, some of those have uh, made their way back here into the set. So uh, always trying to add pieces, so if you have any names, hit us up in the comment section below. And again, like any of the topics in today's show, if you have any thoughts on them, any comments, hit us up in that comment section below, and of course, hit that subscribe button. So let's get to it. Ryan, how are you doing today, my man?
1: I'm doing well. How are you, man?
0: I'm doing good. i of the cold, uh, very, very happy to have uh, you on board on the show and very happy to see what advice we can have and uh, provide a little bit of entertainment for the, the viewers and the listeners along the way. So we're going to get it kicked off and we've started off all the other shows kind of, um, you know, with a lot of fun questions. But before we get into that last show, I got myself caught out a little because I jumped straight into a question with Mike Tagliere and I asked him about his family being of three and it actually turned out the family was a four. This should all be done pre-production, I guess. But, uh, can we have a little bit of a background on the on your family, the family uh, size in terms of how many kids you have and the, the ages of those kids before I get myself caught out again?
1: Sure, sure. We, we are a party of five. So we, uh, my wife and I have three children. Uh, Jace, our oldest, is 10. Uh, Maggie is 8. And then Grayson is 4.
0: So uh, a nice little a nice little gap there, so a lot of experience going all the way from 10 down to 4, as you mentioned, and Maggie in the middle there, my mother, if she's listening, then will be very happy to hear that. Her name's Margaret, so I'm sure that'll bring uh, delight to her to have a, a very similar name on the show today. <laughs> so uh, when well, we talked through all the other shows and we looked through them, uh, we've kind of started off on a, a more serious note, but I'm going to get straight into it with a, a kind of silly question to start this one off. I send over the questions to all the guests uh, prior to it, and there's kind of a, a short list of questions, and they get to pick which one they want, and then I get to put them in in whatever order I want. So the first question up here is, out of uh, all the Seven Dwarves, we've been talking a lot of Disney on the show, I'm representing Mickey Mouse again today. And uh, when we look through it, all the Disney characters, one of the the most famous of all time is, of course, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. But those Seven Dwarves, a lot of people can be categorized into one of those Seven Dwarves as to what their personality type is and what their personality traits might represent. What have we got uh, from Mr. Ryan McDowell?
1: Yeah, well, we can definitely talk Disney all day. Uh, <laughs> you know, I think a lot of people know that my wife is a Disney vacation planner. Uh, Adam Harstad over at Football Guys, he keeps joking that the two of us should start some type of Disney podcast. So we can we can skip the football talk and skip the dad talk and just talk Disney if you want.
0: No, I have no uh, problem uh, because um, I, I followed uh, advice from you for uh, for the time uh, we went over on our honeymoon over to Disney World in, uh, in Orlando. And I, I've seen on your Twitter timeline that you've been there numerous occasions since uh, along with the family. So a lot of experience in the McDowell household with... Uh, with the Disney planning, I guess when we're on, if you want, you can give a, a little shout out to the to, to the planning business if you want.
1: Yeah, absolutely, Erin McDowell, uh, and her her agency is Glass Slipper Concierge. So hit her up, and if uh, if you're a fantasy footballer and you uh, book your trip through her, then uh, I'll buy you a subscription to DLF for for a year. So that maybe that's a little bit of incentive. But yeah, um, yeah, I mentioned my oldest son Jace was ten. I think he has been to Disney ten times. So that's that's kind of the pace that we're on, at least since kids have been around. But as as far as the seven dwarfs, um again, my wife would say probably sneezy is is the one that I would most relate to just because of, of those fun seasonal allergies in, in Kentucky. I uh they hit me pretty hard and I, I do uh I do tend to sneeze a lot when that happens, but I don't know, lately In in the day job world, I'm maybe feeling a little more like grumpy. (laughs) That's that's probably the one I I most relate to uh, right now.
0: Yeah, well, I probably relate more to sneezy right now because I don't I don't tend to sneeze a lot. Uh, My sinuses tend to give me a lot of trouble because I don't sneeze. And uh, over the last kind of four or five days, I've just been sneezing pretty much constantly. But like you mentioned, uh, you know, if it's in a work-related environment, I probably people might say I'm probably bouncing from one side of uh, happy to. As you mentioned, grumpy. We probably bounce between them all, and uh, on today's show, we'll try and stay on the, the happy side of things, and I'll try and keep uh, sneezy out of it as well. And hopefully, your allergies aren't playing up uh, at the moment, uh, Ryan. But when we look then, oh, moving, oh, <laughs> when uh, we look then at um, you know families, yours obviously with three kids, a lot of things can uh, become very. Uh, customary or traditional. Is there any things that have uh, come into the McDowell household either that you've taken on from your family or your wife's family and, uh, have now made into a family tradition of your own?
1: Uh, sure. Uh, I think again, probably Disney related, uh, <laughs> traditions <laughs> of just making so many trips down there and, uh, whether you want to call them traditions or habits, just, just kind of the way we, we do that vacation. Um, but then other traditions, certainly like, uh, like Christmas and, uh, and those holidays, you know, we always uh, put up the Christmas tree the day after Thanksgiving. That's, that's always a big deal, of course, to, to the children, to the kids. Um, yeah, just, you know, just those normal things, going around to the local neighborhoods and looking at Christmas lights, that, that has ended up. Uh, almost just on accident becoming kind of the same day each year. So I think that's probably how a lot of traditions get started in, in families is just, uh, randomly doing something one time and then the next year remembering that and doing it again at that same time.
0: Yeah, you you mentioned as well, like if you're taking the family on a vacation to Disneyland, um, you know, that's a pretty sweet tradition. So uh, I'll, I'll definitely say that that's a, a good tradition to have. And like you mentioned traditions, you know, I meant your uh, oldest child now 10 years old and traditions tend to build over time, obviously. And, you know, it might start off you know, when the child is six and might move on. You might, if you plan a tradition, I find that it tends not to happen. If you think, right, we'll do this every year, it tends not to happen. Like you mentioned, kind of just happens naturally and organically over time. So uh, we'll see what else comes forward. But that uh, Disney one so far, I think uh, of all the traditions I've heard on the show is uh, one of the, I think it's the best one so far, I have to say, (laughs) going to Disneyland. And I've been there only the one time, but I can't wait till my kids are old enough to go. The problem with me is, uh, you know, it's a <laughs> 10 hour flight from Dublin to Orlando makes things uh, not that easy or when we're doing that, when we we then at uh, you know, I guess we'll get into some fun stories with the kids and, you know, heading down to Disney's bound to be, uh, one of those ones that there's, there's bound to be a lot of stories to tell.
1: Oh yeah. I'm sure we, I'm sure we have some stories. Um, again, my, my oldest, when he, uh, when he was around, I guess he was three and really having some trouble um, potty training. <laughs> and it just, just refused to do it. And I'm sure a lot of parents have dealt with, with those struggles, but um, we finally just did the, uh, the bully thing. We just threatened him. You're not going to Disney world unless you, uh, unless you, you know, go on the potty, unless you yeah. will take care of this and do this. Um, so we always drive. We, we don't fly to Disney. It's about a 15-hour drive for us, um, and we, we do that all in one day. So we took the, the little trainer potty, and that was in the car. So we had a lot more stops that day or, or that trip than we normally did um, because he, uh, he, he knew we were serious, so he, uh, and, and he did it. So he potty trained himself on the way to Disney World.
0: He was hoping that you didn't just uh, decide halfway uh, along that journey, you know, get to the seven and a half hour point and decide, yeah, no, we're not going, we're not going, we're heading back. And you know, you mentioned fifteen hours. Obviously, doing that now with three kids, that's is that something that is difficult to do, or are the kids relatively well behaved? I, I can imagine that that is a tough a tough one. Maybe you have uh, it mastered and you can share that advice with all all the listeners and myself.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, I think it's probably easier now than it would have been when, when we were younger, just thanks to technology, uh, you know, we have the, the DVD player in the, in the van, like prototypical family uh, and then all the kids have their screens or tablets or whatever they might have. So um, it it might not be the best. I don't know if we're building memories like we did when we were kids, but, but yeah, they're pretty well behaved. They're pretty quiet. Uh, Even, even Grayson uh, at at four years old, this will be his, I believe his fourth trip this summer, um, so he's he's pretty used to it as well.
0: And uh, just I guess when you know the kids are going, is there ever a time when they they don't look forward to heading down to Disney? Do they think, "Oh, we've been there before."
1: <laughs> oh no, no. <laughs> uh, that's me. I'm I'm the one in the family that uh, has some has some doubts or some reservations about each trip. But um, no, my my wife and and the kids are always ready.
0: So uh, when uh, when we mentioned, you know, the Disney side of it, maybe it's not Disney related. Is there any uh, stories to outside of Disney to, to do with the kids and, uh, you know, potty train, something that I'm I'm trying to read as much as I can about and figure out, and it it's still a couple of years or a year or two down the line. So I'm going to try and uh, get as much information on that as I can. But from any parent that I've talked to, that seems to be the one that, uh, you know, can be the hardest to get used to.
1: Yeah, that's difficult uh, for sure. and And I just... I usually just leave it up to my wife, which which is the story with, or which is the case with a lot of things. I'm taking um, that
0: note. I'm going to take that note, save this video, and pass that along to my wife to see how yeah, it
1: happens. Yeah, see, see if that'll work with her <laughs> as well. But, um, yeah, I was thinking about some funny stories as, as I was getting ready for the show. And, um, again, I, I thought of my oldest son, Jace. And this is probably, it's several years ago. He was probably in first or second grade. Um, we were we were in the car, just the two of us, and as I often do I was listening to a fantasy football podcast, <laughs> and it was actually uh, it was actually the Bull Rush podcast, which, uh, which I'm now
0: self promotion,
1: right? A, a little bit of self promotion. I'm now one of the co hosts on, but this was uh, a, a few years ago. So I was listening to Frank and Scott and Ty and the guys, and uh, if you've listened to that show, then you know sometimes, uh, especially Frank is is apt to. Um, I use be, some color. Use some colorful language. It's,
0: it's not PG at times. Right,
1: right. So I'm I'm listening to this podcast with my oh probably seven or eight year old in the car at the time, and Frank drops a couple of <laughs> a, a, a couple of words that uh, cause me to quickly turn the radio off. So I, I I turn it off. We're not listening anymore. And and Jace automatically says, "Daddy, why did you turn off your your show?" and I'm trying to explain and be honest, but at the t- but also kind of uh, paint a rosier picture than what it was. <laughs> and I just said there were some words that we don't really need to hear right now, yeah. and and we won't listen. And right. uh, so he he starts asking more and more, "What words were they?" and and things like that. And and I'm trying to brush over all of this. And I finally said, "You know, if you're if you're hearing things at school, or if you're just wondering about things." Uh, if there's if there's anything you ever want to ask me you can ask me we'll talk about it and and that's the way we'll you know we'll learn and, and go from here and he said okay I, there is something i've really been wondering about <laughs> and so now i'm i'm getting nervous i'm yeah i'm wondering how bad could it be he's, he's in second grade what what could he have heard and i said okay what what is it and he said what are folders for <laughs> <laughs> and i said Folders, and he said, "Yeah, like everybody has folders. What are they for?" And I said, "Just, just to hold papers. That's all they're for." And so it, that was a lot more, a lot more innocent of a conversation than I thought I was going to have. But that's yeah. that's one that sticks with me.
0: I'm sure you just uh, wiped the the sweat of your brow at that. That you know that, that could have been a very very awkward conversation and uh, really really dodged the bullet on that one. Uh, when you look, uh, you know, maybe it was watching TV shows with explicit language and not having to worry about kids hearing it. But uh, pre having kids, is there anything from back in the day? I guess we'll call it the good old days. Is there anything that you uh, yeah. missed from before having kids that you know you think sometimes, oh, that'd be nice to do, or that'd be nice? I should have uh, gone to Disneyland. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, I don't know, probably just, I guess just the spontaneity of being able to pretty much do whatever you want, whenever you want. Um, you know, e- even going out to dinner with the wife or going to a movie, um, those things have become a little, a little more difficult, uh, just depending on, I guess, what your babysitter situation is. O- yeah. Ours is, is pretty tough. Um, as far as finding a sitter so yeah that that would probably be the thing that i
0: miss the most yeah we've had we've had a few mention uh, i think scott mentioned that as well scott Fish when he was on mentioned you know the, the possibility of going to the you know go to the cinema going to the films is a lot more difficult than we mentioned when he was on that he he was going to you know if he got a day to go to the cinema he was going to two shows in one day so uh, really packing in as much as he can when he gets the opportunity but that is a, a common theme that uh, I've heard, whether it's on the show or whether it's just talking to people in general, looking for advice, that getting that, uh, you know, the spontaneity to just head off and do something, you know, head to the beach, head to do something, go shopping. Uh, One of the more interesting ones is that, you know, if you're just heading for something simple, like uh, heading down to the shop to to buy some bread can become a a huge, huge task. So (laughs) that's something that I'm trying to prepare myself for. Is that something that you agree with that, you know, the very simple task becomes a, a monumental task?
1: It can be for sure. You know, early when when our kids, uh, you know, when they were much younger and and they first came around, uh, it seemed like we would do everything as a family. We would if we needed to go to the grocery, everybody would go and or go to. Yeah, just run some simple errands like you mentioned. And as the years have gone on, that has become you know, mom will go or, or I'll go. And, and I actually find myself volunteering for some of those things uh, a lot more often than I did and than I might have before kids. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll go to the store now I'll go by myself. It's okay. And um, just, just getting a little quiet time as, as a teacher, um, a third grade teacher and Jason Maggie, my two oldest both go to uh, the same school where I work. So they, they ride in to work with me, ride home from work with me, and and obviously I'm around children all day. Yeah, um, yeah. There's there's not really much time away from kids in my life, so I'll take the opportunity when it when it presents itself.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask you that. Being a being a teacher, and then obviously when your kids at home, that time if you get to go to the store on your own is bound to be uh, just a little bit of a relief. You know, you can just have time to yourself. So I guess that's a, a good way to go about it. Having the having to obviously be a teacher prior to having kids. Do you think that there helped you in terms of, uh, spending time around the the children to have your own kids? Or do you think that was a hindrance because you kind of could see what was coming?
1: Yeah, I think it probably helped just kind of having those, uh, building those relationships with kids. Um, I've, I've taught third grade pretty much, uh, my entire career for about 15, um, about 15 years or so in third grade. Um, so, Obviously, eight or nine year olds are different than uh, than those newborns, but especially as my kids grew up and things that I had seen in my students, um, you know, even just knowing when kids do things, when kids learn to do this, right, just that development piece was was helpful.
0: Yeah, that's that's interesting. I hadn't thought about that prior, uh, you know. But it's definitely something that I think that you're able to gauge kind of ahead of time what your child's development's going to be, and you know when the different changes will come as to what as to what they're going to change in attitude and so on and so forth. So yeah. uh, when we talked with Mike in the last one, he was talking about his daughter now 15, and she's you know getting more into uh, getting older, looking up makeup tutorials and so on. So you can see kind of down the line as to, to what's coming along. Uh, I guess we'll uh, start off. I like to always go, I don't know what you want to do first, the positive or the negative, which one do you want to go with? I like to go with the negative first so you get the positive after, but you can, you can tell me which way to okay. go. Okay. No, you're, you're, you're steering the ship. Right. So we'll go for the, the negative first. Uh, what is the worst thing about being a parent? I always like to get the worst thing out of the way.
1: Um... Well, you know, I, I wouldn't say this is the worst. Yeah, um,
0: and we're saying worst, and it's not. It doesn't have to be a really bad thing. Obviously, uh, all the ha- children of the McDowell household are perfectly well behaved.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, all, all the time, all the time. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, I've been pretty pretty open with with our situation on Twitter. Grayson, our youngest, uh, does have Down syndrome, and um, that in itself, I would I would never call the worst. Um, I mean, he he's awesome and we love him and, and, uh, you know, he, he's just great. Um, but hearing that news, um, before he was born that, you know, that, that was tough. Um, and we, obviously we didn't know what to expect. And we had, uh, we had doctors basically telling us the worst about, um, things he would never be able to do or, um, procedures he would have and life expectancy and things like this before he was even born. So, um, and then friends and family who were obviously trying their best to be supportive. But what we mostly heard was, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And, um, so that was, I mean, that was a challenging time. And, and once he, once he arrived, once he was born, he, he, he was born a month early. So, uh, on top of down syndrome which we knew and he also had um he was born with multiple heart defects which we we knew that was uh, that was going to happen as well he was also 1 month premature so um as really as soon as he arrived everything since then has been great he's he has undergone multiple surgeries including uh open heart surgery at 4 weeks old so uh, th- i would say that was the worst just just watching him and kind of going through that, and obviously worrying uh, about uh, how that would go, but everything that he has gone through as far as those medical uh, pieces have been successful and um, and now he's just a normal four year old growing up he's going to kindergarten in the fall, and um, everything's great, but uh, pieces of that uh, of that experience were definitely definitely the worst that we've dealt with
0: obviously as well when i think in general when people hear things they think of the worst things and like you mentioned people saying they're sorry but and same with doctors when they're trying to say things they say you know the negative the negative the negative but i'm sure in your experience you've seen all the positives that have come out of it and you know do you think that when people talk like that they really should have a different mindset as to you know what they're what they're looking at and what they're talking about
1: well, I think so. Um, I, I mean, as far as the medical professionals, they obviously they just have to present the facts, regardless if it's viewed as, as a positive or a negative. Uh, my wife points this out all the time, and I think this is, this is one great thing about how our marriage works is that she, regardless of the situation, if it's something serious like that or, or really anything, she tends to focus on and hear the positive while I'm more of the worrier. I hear the bad news. So we, we would leave a doctor's appointment and really almost have a debrief of she's yeah. telling me her point of view. I'm yeah. telling her what I heard and, and we're, we're meeting in the, the middle. middle somewhere. Yeah. yeah. So, um, as far as friends and family, we did have some, some friends who told us congratulations after we heard that news. Um, I think most people just don't know, don't know how to react. Um, obviously they want to comfort you or they want, they want to show that they care. Um, and, you know, sadly most people do view that new, that news as bad news. Um, and, and we, we did for a time as well um, until we met Grayson. And then, you know, everything, everything was better then.
0: Yeah, no, you you wouldn't change it uh, at all now. And I guess you know that that was a positive story on that side of the the conversation. And now the best thing about being a parent, and you can wrap that all up whatever way you want to uh, roll with it.
1: Sure, sure. Well, there's certainly a lot of positives to come uh, from Grace's story in general. But um, I would say overall, with, with all three of my kids, just kind of seeing them find their own thing. You know, when when kids are three or four, you you put them in everything there is soccer and baseball and dance and um, scouts and and whatever it might be and we We tried that with my son, we signed him up for everything, and then finally, when he was six or seven, probably, he kind of decided it was baseball that was his his passion, so now we kind of focus on that with him um, but not that we tried to force those things down, you know, down his throat, but we just offer him opportunities and kind of seeing him naturally pick one of those was, was great. Uh, My daughter was not so easy. We signed her up for all those things as well. She didn't last very long with most of them, especially the, the uh, sports related ones. She didn't, didn't care anything about that. Um, I remember we said, you know, Maggie, what, what do you want to do? You can do soccer or dance or gymnastics or cheerleading or, or whatever. What do you want to do? And she said, I just want to stay home and watch movies on the iPad. <laughs> so that was, that was her response. But she's finally, um, she's a little bit of an artist. So she does some art things and she does do a little uh, dance class now. So seeing her kind of find her thing as well. And, and I'm sure as Grayson continues to, uh, to grow up, he'll he'll identify what uh, his main interests are. So really just seeing them kind of find their own way, really.
0: And uh, when you when you look at things, it's like anything in life, Ryan, I'm sure you'll say when your, your children as well, you mentioned them finding their own thing. Uh, I remember when I was young, if I was ever forced to do something attended that I I didn't like it. You grow to dislike it. And if you like something, you tend to go and want to do more of it. So like you said, if you just kind of give them the options and see what they do, I think that's something that I'm going to try and dig in to my parenting style to to see. Obviously you have to, don't let them run everything, (laughs) run over you, but you have to have that other side where they have the option to pick those things. And I think that's a very good thing to say, especially when like, you know, you have a sample size of three children and there's such differences between all three and what they yeah. like and their likes and dislikes. I, I'm in a household where it's just me and my brother and I see the differences between the two of us having grown up together. So there's a lot of differences in what your uh, likes will be, what your interests will be, what your hobbies will be. And I think that's a, a good piece of advice there. And we've got to the portion now where this here could be, you know, its own separate show talking about Disney. Uh, obviously her oh, yes. household, there's going to be a huge portion of this. I tried to start with the Disney, going to have the Disney there. I didn't want it to just be all <laughs> Disney all the way. through. But uh, when we look at it, uh, Disney films is, uh, you know, some of the recent stuff has been just uh, awesome. Like, uh, you know, Moana I thought was fantastic there's just been a lot of good stuff that come out I was very impressed as well with the the jungle book when they, they remastered the jungle book as well I thought it was a fantastic one but when you look through all the different uh, recent kind of either cartoons uh, or motion pictures of any kind or maybe it's not even a Disney film and it's something that's just on the TV at the minute what is uh, the go-to in the McDowell household or is, there a, is it spread different between the tree as the the tree at the different ages of their development
1: yeah, we kind of go through cycles. Um, it was definitely Moana for a while. Uh, my daughter's a big Stitch fan, so anything with with that character in, in there, we watch. Um, I, I guess the latest one is actually kind of going a little old school. It's it's Mary Poppins. That's what oh. they've been watching. And, and that's probably um, – I don't know if I had to pick a favorite Disney movie. That would probably be it. I know uh, they they've been remaking all of the – kind of oh, all those classics yeah. – and I, uh, I know that's, I don't know if it's next in line, but I know that's uh, coming down the pipe at some point is an, an updated Mary Poppins. So we're looking forward to that. That's probably the go-to in our house right now, though.
0: That there's uh, that is going really really old school. That's uh, yeah. I remember even when I was a kid. I think that had been out previous <laughs> to me yeah. uh, watching it the first time. Uh, my kids want to mention a few times on the show has been uh, the Lion King, and you you mentioned the the remix there and the the Lion King c- coming out as a remake in the next couple of yeah. years. So that's another one that I'm going to be interested in. Uh, is there any other elements of uh, you know advice that you think that uh, somebody like myself heading in for the first time, you know, kind of almost blindfolded, trying to figure it all out here on the fly, uh, you know? And I say that uh, I hope I'm uh, you know behind the scenes have a lot more information than i'm letting on here but uh is there any other advice that you'd have for a uh, you know first time parent as they as they roll up here and uh, looking now at just over six weeks and you know you mentioned with uh grayson coming uh, one month fairly <laughs> if, uh, if something happens to come early here uh it could be even less than that so we'll see how we go on the on the ninth yeah. uh, of april the, the due date so anything there that i can uh, jot down in my notebook uh, as to what i should be doing
1: i don't i don't know as far as advice i, I just kind of felt like I really just wanted to learn through experience and obviously we had some good role models, whether it was our own parents or friends of ours who uh, who had already gone through that and already had kids of their own but yeah. um, you know we we did some of the classes and maybe you you and your wife have done some of those as well through through the hospital yeah. or or yeah. local
0: zero yeah. so far. <laughs> we're, okay. We planned on doing them, but we're at uh, zero at the moment. I,
1: stick with zero. I, we did a couple of classes, but not many. And I didn't read any books. Maybe, maybe I should have, maybe, uh, maybe the behavior in the house would be better <laughs> if I had, but, um, yeah, we pretty much just kind of learned as we went, and, and that's worked for us.
0: Yeah. No, I think, and you know, basically because of, uh, you know, the, uh, the industry we're in with the uh, fantasy football doing podcasts and doing some video work, it just uh, morphed into an idea for me to do this. And, you know, I'm just trying to make it fun for people, like, doing the show, for me doing the show, for people watching the show, and hopefully I will take some things away. There has been a, a, quite a good few different pieces of information that I've taken away from it, but like you said, you kind of try and take all the stuff from your own childhood, from what you see other people do and blend them all in and try and make your own uh, kind of recipe uh, for yeah. parenthood and i think that's the way we're we're rolling with it but you mentioned uh, you know the classes the plan is to do a couple of them but you know some people say they're great. Some people say they're not so great. So it's all about uh, just figuring it all out. And when it comes, it's just going to be one big whirlwind. But you know, the last question I have for you, Ryan, is when we look all the way back to, to your childhood. You know, you, you mentioned when we were uh, at a younger age that we didn't have uh, the iPads to go with, and there was a lot of different. Well, there was nearly no technology back in the day. Uh, there's yeah. people probably people probably watching this on YouTube, and you know, if you showed them uh, the old school TVs with the big thick back on the back of them, they'd be wondering what is that like. Uh, <laughs> So certain things that children see now and they just have uh, absolutely no ideas and you know sometimes things like folders can be really really complicated <laughs> to, to uh, understand as well but evidently but, yeah when yeah. we look back at uh ryan and, and when he was a, a young fella what did uh, what was your envision of uh, what you wanted to be uh, your dream when you grew up and uh, was it to be was it to be a teacher did we get there
1: yeah it was to be a teacher actually i feel oh. like I. Like I knew pretty early on that I wanted to be a teacher and and that's that just carried all through you know high school and college and and now nineteen years later uh still here now that grumpy part is playing <laughs> playing a factor so i don't I don't know if this will uh last the rest of my career or not but um yeah so far that that's how it played out.
0: Yeah, so far so good, and uh, I'm sitting here, uh, twenty nine, about to have this uh, child, and still figuring out where where we're going down the line. So, uh, you know, the the That's dream right. the, the dream still lives on. We'll see we'll see where we get to. But it's been a lot of fun uh, talking through Ryan about his family, about what I should be trying to dig on. There's some good advice I've taken on. If there's anything that you find uh, interesting in the show that you want to discuss a little bit more, you can hit us up in those comments section below. You can follow Ryan on Twitter as well at Ryan McDowell. Ryan Mac 23 you can follow Ryan on Twitter as well at Ryan Mac 23 and I guess uh, as we have the floor here Ryan uh, is there anything coming up over the off season in terms of your work that you want to want to share in case there is people looking in here
1: uh sure we're just just doing a lot of work uh with the 2018 rookie class, a little bit different version of 2018 rookies, not the, not the 2018 rookie that we've been discussing here today, but, uh, we'll do that over at dynasty league football. And then, uh, yeah, I have plenty, plenty of podcasts, uh, dynasty blueprint, DLF dynasty podcast and uh, the bull rush as I mentioned.
0: Yeah. And we, uh, well, that's the second mention of the ball rush on this show, but we, we did mention, uh, you know, I've said that there's going to be no football talk on this. So we did just let that little snippet creep in there at the end. And for the listeners who have no idea what rookie picks are, that is uh, in the NFL, the new players coming in are rookies. And of course, the number one rookie pick this year is going to be uh, on the Kelly team here. We'll see. We'll see how, yeah. we'll see how that goes in uh obviously uh we're looking forward to that one and it's actually around the very same time as the nfl draft so should uh, should all coincide and maybe i'll have some uh, twitter jokes to, to come that way as well well so, thanks again for watching and on another edition here of the learning to dad show hopefully you've enjoyed what you've heard hopefully you're going to hit that subscribe button don't forget to make sure you spread the word off the show we're, we're having a lot of fun recording these and hopefully you're having a lot of fun and listening and watching and uh, enjoying them as the content will continue to grow as the baby comes along there'll be videos on what i have learned and really like putting that real-life practicalities into work I'm sure that's gonna be a lot of good uh, entertainment as well and uh, maybe not for me maybe not entertaining on my side but for you it should be very very entertaining so any ideas you have for shows what you'd like me to do any uh, pre baby videos that you think would be a good idea maybe some post video baby videos that you'd like to see me do personally Uh, send them here put them in the comments below or uh, hit me up on Twitter at Overtime Arden. Let me know your ideas. Uh, I'm all ears and uh, it's always uh, going to be a lot of fun doing them. So hopefully you've enjoyed this one. As I mentioned, uh, hit that subscribe button. Come back to the next one. And until then, have a good one.